Hi guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. This is your host, Ekta, and I'm super excited about today's episode because I've been really enjoying the products um, that are made by this amazing guest of ours. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Kia James, who is the founder of Tailored Beauty and a well-known influencer on YouTube. So welcome to the show, Kia. I'm so excited you're here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my honor. Um, I would love to get started and talk about your journey with YouTube and just like the influencer world and really like all of the inspiration that led to all of your beautiful products. Okay. <laughs> so could you get us like started on that? Like, how did you start? Uh, well, I started on YouTube. I started back in around 2013, around when my um, daughter was um, born. Um, I started actually recording when I was in grad school as a way to, um, you know, just have a hobby. I had a lot going on at that time. I was in grad school. I was also um, pregnant at that time and I was transitioning to natural hair. So that meant that um, I was no longer using chemicals in my hair and I really wanted to just document my hair journey and document the products that I was making in the in the products that I was putting in my hair as well. Um, oh. So um, when I had my daughter, I started to make videos um, showing people how to do um, baby's hair as well as my hair as well. And I was using my own products. So at that time, um, this is around the time when there was no influencer marketing, um, Instagram, there was no Instagram at this time as well. Um, so a lot of people were searching for information on the internet. Yeah, and they yeah. were actually searching for it and it wasn't really searching for them. Um, yeah. Things like that. So yeah. at that time, it was a little bit different and people were seeing the results that I was getting with my hair as well as my daughter's hair. So they started to request that I make these products. So I was just doing it as a hobby at that time. I didn't know that it would turn into the business that it is today. Oh, wow. Um, but it was just, yeah, it was just really a way for me to um, disconnect from everything that was going on and doing some, do something that I really enjoyed. Of course. No, that's so, you know, I think some of the most amazing things stem from just, you know, good, just serendipity, right? It's just like, mm -hmm. it happens. So I, I love that. I love that you, you created um, everything from just the joy of wanting to give people what they wanted. So um, can you talk to me about the, like, you know, or tell us about the journey of finding the ingredients that you started using. Like, how was that process for you um, in terms of like uh, searching stuff up and, you know, really figuring out what you love? Well, the way I started looking for ingredients was I started actually learning about ingredients. I watched this one video, it actually traumatized me, um, where someone um, put relaxer on a coke bottle and it showed what a hair relaxer did um mm. and how much damage it did and how it penetrated from the scalp to the skull and from then um i just you know was committed to never putting anything in my hair that will cause that much harm um mm. so once i did that that's when i started to really read ingredient boxes and learn about the benefits of ingredients and at that time um, I was also um, transitioning to vegan as well and really learning and uh, making my daughter's 
baby food. Um, yeah. So I, I was becoming more conscious about ingredients, natural ingredients. And um, when I started reading labels and I started reading what um, the chemicals and a lot of products were doing, I was also reading articles on ingredients that were really good and beneficial for hair. So that's how I learned about ingredients. That's how I learned about um, the benefits of ingredients and not only just, you know, reading blogs and articles, but learning about other cultures and what um, the natural ingredients that they put in their hair and seeing the results that they were getting with their hair care as well. Wow, that, I love you that. Know, that we weren't, and when I say we, that African-Americans weren't putting in our hair products. Right. That is beautiful. I love that you brought that up about um, really taking from other cultures and, and really incorporating it in a, in a unique way. I love that, you know, and I love that you're openly able to say that because I've interviewed so many, well, you know, not so many, but a few people. And I've thought about like lines that, you know, they take from, for example, I'm Indian, you know, they'll take like turmeric or something. Right. Mm -hmm. And like never give credit or like never acknowledge, you know what I mean? That it's, from a different culture and it's um you know something that's been used for hundreds of years so I love that um yeah a lot of my ingredients actually I've learned um about a lot of hair care ingredients from um Indian cultures um one of the first things that I started doing with my hair care is using henna yeah um, and a lot when I first started um, creating products, I actually would go to an Indian store yeah. um, to get a lot of those in, um, ingredients such as henna, alma powder, um, shikakai powder. Things yeah. That, you know, you wouldn't necessarily find in American markets. I would yeah. actually go to um, Indian markets to find those different ingredients. I love that because those are actually shipped from India, like the brands and stuff. So I love, mm -hmm. I really love that. Um, okay. So I want to, I want to actually ask you, you know, um, I know we all have our own like journeys with like hair, you know, I know I definitely did, you know, um, for me, it was always like, I could never figure out like the hairstylist thing never worked for me. You know what I mean? Cause they'd always cut my hair mm -hmm. and, and I want like a hairstyle and they were like, well, you can't ask me for this hairstyle because I cut this on mostly white people or this ethnic people. And I was like, well, figure it out. You know what I mean? It was like a, it was a struggle for me. So I just want to know from your standpoint, what was one of the biggest um, hurdles with hair care that you faced that really motivated you to like, you know, create something? I think one of the biggest hurdles was that my hair wouldn't grow past a certain length and yeah. that I just really didn't understand my hair at all. I didn't understand how to take care of it um, because I really wasn't taught how to take care of my hair properly. Um, and it wasn't really until college where I, you know, met so many Black women who had beautiful hair and I asked them, how did you get your hair to look that nice? Yeah. Um, because I didn't feel like it was achievable for me, but I could see that it was achievable for them. Um, and just really um, educating myself, learn, learning how to do it, do it on my own. Yeah. Um, this was something that, like I said, that wasn't taught. So I had to really learn how to do everything. Um, and just doing this by reading blogs, like I said, and watching YouTube videos. Right. No, that makes sense. And, you know, I think like for me, um, you know, 
I always learn from people who have very, very different hair types because for example, like my hair is like wavy, but I've learned some of the best tricks from people who have like the most beautiful coily curly hair. You know what I mean? So it's like, Mm -hmm. you learn so much from each other. So I love that. Um, I actually want to talk to you about um, the business perspective of all this. Cause I know that, um, you know, creating a business as a woman of color, I mean, I personally have had my you know, run-ins with some hurdles. So I want to talk to you about that. How was that journey for you? You know, um, you know, like when you were really starting to get the brand together, like what was that like? Um, it actually, it, I actually had a lot of support, um, from my community. And, um, I think that's, it is because, um, I was able to create a product that showed results and I was very transparent with my audience about, every part of my journey, whether it be coming out with a new product or, you know, showing the behind the scenes of what's going on with the business. I was very um, transparent about that. But also um, the thing about the industry, the textured hair care industry, is that it is one of the fastest growing hair industries, um, especially amongst Black business owners. And I, you know, I got a lot of support from my community. And when I say community, I, I not only do I, not only do I mean the African American community, I mean the community that I was able to build on my own, the community that I was able to build for my YouTube channel, um, the community of customers that I've been able to build. um, That's what really helped my business get to the next level. Um, and then, you know, when we get to the next level, um, like I stated, it started as a hobby. Um, so when we got to the next level, it was really about connecting with people within the industry to really help my business to grow, um, meeting a a lot of manufacturers as well as, um, buyers and distributors. Yeah. And because the industry is growing, um, at the pace that it's growing, a lot of, um, distributors and, and a lot of buyers, they want input from Black business owners like myself. Um, yeah. So, you know, it is an advantage because there is a market for it. And um, because there's so many dollars spent within our industry, um, you know, a lot of companies as far as big box retailers they're looking at businesses like myself um to bring our consumer into their stores right right no I love that see that's the thing like I think you know it's actually brilliant what you did is is create a a network of people on YouTube that could really you know relate with the content that you were providing and then you know you built your business off of those experiences and and that feedback that you got I think that's Mm -hmm. one of the most rare things to see in this industry because you know everyone you talk to is like well we did you know we did some sort of you know survey or consumer research and I'm like well is that really telling you what people want (laughs) (laughs) but you know versus like what you're doing here which is like you know consistent content and obviously feedback from people consistently so I think it's a it's a brilliant brilliant uh business strategy so I want to commend you for that thank you yeah, um, I actually, you know, I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, just overall for women, you know, just entrepreneurs, like, I, w- I want you to give us some advice, because I know that right now, everyone's hopping onto YouTube, and they want to become the, you know, the next big thing on YouTube. But like, 
can you give us some like insight onto what it's like to really grow a YouTube channel in the beauty industry? And like, you know, is, is it difficult? Is it, you know, does it just come naturally? Like, can you give us some insight into that? Well, you know, I don't know if I can necessarily speak on today because I've had I've had a YouTube channel. Funny thing is, when I first started my YouTube channel, I did not want anybody to find out that I was on YouTube. <laughs> and I can tell you how how long ago this was because it was taboo for people to say, hey, I make videos on YouTube. Wow. Um, and even today, um, being on YouTube for as long as I've been on it, I don't have, you know, over 100,000 subscribers. But to me, that's not that's not how I measure success. And I think a lot of people um, measure success based on how many followers they have, how many subscribers they have. That's yeah. how they measure success. And honestly, you can be successful in any space as long as you find a niche and you yeah. find an a audience that's really, you know, that really appreciates the value that you bring and you're creating quality content. To me, that's what will help you to be successful um, yeah. because you know myself I've been on YouTube for a long time um but I don't have a lot of subscribers but I have a successful business right so, and that's the point I mean that's the point you have a you have a huge group of people that you've connected with you know what I mean that's that's beautiful exactly so you can you know to me that's that that is successful and success might even just be doing something that you um, thoroughly enjoy doing um, yeah. and like I stated I started the business um, as a way to just have fun I was in graduate school um, to be a clinician I um, have a background in um, clinical counseling oh, wow. and even for me I think success just means just being happy does what you do make you feel happy overall um, how do you you know to me, that's how you measure success. Um, and when you feel happy and when you're doing things that you love, um, the results will come. People will see it. People seeing the passion that I had behind my brand and people believed in that. And, you know, people wanted to, you know, purchase my products because they believed in me. And to me, having people that actually believe in me and continue yeah. to buy and support my products and provide testimonials, um, that's how I measure success. Right, so right. I would, say, I, I would say you really can't compare your journey to anybody else's journey. Yeah. Um, because if I compare myself to someone who has, you know, half a million um, subscribers, subscribers on YouTube, I would be miserable. <laughs> right, be miserable. right. So you have to figure out what's going to make you happy and, and stay focused on accomplishing your own goals. Absolutely. I love that. And I love that you said that so candidly, because that is such honest advice. Everyone listening. I mean, you know, I can't tell you how many friends I've had that are like, I'm going to be the next YouTube sensation. I'm like, okay, come back to me in three <laughs> weeks and let me know how it's going, you know, because <laughs> like, I know it's difficult, you know, growing a community. So um, I, I love that. I want to actually ask you though. I want to go back to the products, um, Kia, and I want to uh, ask you what your first product was that you created and you or was it like all at once that you had you know you had your recipes and you just wanted to come out with the first few products 
No, so actually right now we have 14 products and my first product that I ever developed is a um, shea butter blend called Everything Butter and it's still to this day our number one selling product. Um, and I created that product. Um, I created that product because I needed a moisturizer for my hair. Yeah. Um, and so after I had started using it, um, I realized that it could be literally used for everything. I started using it on my hair. And then when I was pregnant with my daughter, I would use it on my stomach. And I don't know if this sounds vain or not, but I did not want to have stretch marks um, during my pregnancy. And I was fully committed to making sure that that did not happen. So I would rub the everything butter on my stomach at least two to three times a day and um when I had my daughter, I didn't have any stretch marks. So yeah, yeah, so um, when I had her, I started using the product in her hair as well. And when I had a scar, it would treat my scars. So I realized that the butter can literally be used on pretty much everything. Um, So that's how we, that's how I started my first, that's how I started developing my first product. It actually happened on accident, but I just kept making this the shea butter blend, and it just kept working. And so, yeah. um, when my husband actually would read all the YouTube comments, and he said, "Okay, I think we should sell this stuff because um, a lot of people are asking um, <laughs> for this product, so we should just, you know, put this in a jar and sell it." So. Yeah. Okay, I'll do it. Um, Not thinking that it would turn into a business, but at first I was afraid because I'm one of those people. If I if I try something, I have to be all in and committed to being doing the best that I can do. Oh yeah, Um, of course. So we um, got some packaging, and we got we created labels. And um, that's pretty much how we started selling that very first product. And once um, we realized, okay, this this product is doing really, really well, we yeah. started um, introducing new products to our customers. Oh, I love I love everything about that. I love how organic that growth is, and how organic the whole process is. You know, for your brand, like I know so many companies just like come out with products, and it's like whoa, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know mm-hmm. if I like one of your products. I love that. I love how, you know, you really have approached this so organically and so naturally. And that's, that's beautiful. I can tell you though, the product that you mentioned, um, the butter, the shea butter, I love mm-hmm. it. I use it, um, you know, for my own, like just body care and whatnot. And I've been loving it. So yeah, <laughs> everyone listening, she's not joking. It's definitely a bestseller for a reason. Um, you know, so, but I want to talk about like what your hardest formulation was like when you, um, cause I know that it's, it's a wide range, you know, that you're covering mm-hmm. with your products. So what was one of the hardest ones, um, to figure Actually, out? Actually, a lot of them are very difficult to make, um, just based on the ingredients. So, um, so usually when I'm making products, not only am I thinking about the ingredients that I want to use in the, the product, but I'm thinking about how long, how, what the shelf life, look, shelf life looks like. Yeah. Um, so that might include, I might make a product today, but I might, it may, I may be testing it for a year just to see how well 
um, the product is going to work. Um, but a lot, I think some of, I think my hardest products are the ones with the, um, I would say my golden herbal collection. Um, mm. That's the products with, where we use Ayurvedic herbs such as go-to cola extract, fenugreek, neem oil, um, products that are, aren't really readily available on the market. Yeah. Um, and just um, creating those products um, and creating them on my own, but bringing them to my chemist. That's what makes it, that's where the difficult part comes in um, because I don't have a science background. I just really enjoy making products and it's just something that I've learned how to do on my own, but I need to make sure that every product that I put out um, is gonna be one, good for the consumer, two, the shelf life is going to be good, and three, um, the quality remains consistent. So that's right. when it becomes right. difficult to make a product because I have these good ideas, I have these good formulations, but now I have to bring them to my chemist to make sure that they're a good, that it's a good product to sell, or, you know, we may like the consistency of the product and yeah. really just trying to figure out how to mass create that same product and keep the, keep the same integrity of the consistency and the quality within the product. Oh, that, that makes sense. Yeah, I love that. You know, and I think that that's really, it's interesting how you describe that journey, because I know a lot of founders, it's, it all starts in the kitchen. But, you know, for me, I've always wondered, you know, how is the process of finding a lab for those kind of, you know, those companies, because I know that when you create something, and it, it just works, you know, how do you find the perfect team to recreate that, you know, in a way that, because, you know, I'm guessing a little bit of like, you know, letting go of control is involved, right? Like we're all very like, mm -hmm. you know, um, attached to our formulations. I understand. That's that's amazing though. I love that. Um, I want to actually just, you know, kind of end the show with, you know, just asking you about your your favorite products in the line and um, something you, you know, just some products that you think would work for pretty much everybody. Um, actually, all the products are my favorite. Um, if you um, look at my YouTube or if you look on, at my Instagram, I am a natural who just enjoys wearing my hair. Um, so you may see me with my hair straight. Right now I have cornrows in my hair. Um, I love wearing my hair curly. Um, yeah. So um, they hit our um, products Taylor Beauty is really um, for anyone in any phase within their hair journey. Um, so, for example, we have we have a mousse, we have styling creams, we have curling jellies. If you enjoy wearing your hair curly, but we also have um, oils, serums, butters. If you love wearing protective styles, and we have deep conditioner. Um, we have deep conditioners. We have. Um, I love the deep conditioners, actually. And the oil, the hair oil, um, Tailored Beauty's hair oil is amazing. It's so, I want to, actually, like, how, why did you make that so, like, so much more, like, viscous, um, Kia? Because it's so wonderful for my hair. Like, I, you know, usually hair oil for me feels like it just evaporates off. But it's, like, mm -hmm. your hair oil just really, like, my hair just absorbs it. It's, like, oh, thank you. And you said you, <laughs> you have you have wavy hair correct yeah I have wavy hair and it's Indian like hair and it's like I have a lot of it <laughs> it's yeah, a so lot the of oil hair. the oil is actually um great for um curly kinky 
and wavy hair tights. Um, right now, Ooh. it's our number one selling product at Walmart um, because it just works for so many different hair types. Um, yeah. So um, with the oil, um, it can be used so many different ways. Um, it can be used as a hot oil treatment, as an everyday oil. Um, but But the reason why I made the oil the way I made it is because um, I struggle with thinning edges. Um, and my daughter also struggled with the bald spot that a lot of babies get in the back of the Oh, hair. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so at that time, at that time, I just um, really needed to make something that was going to help both of our hair grow um, yeah. because it was healthy, but it wasn't growing in those areas. And if you look at the ingredients, the number one ingredient is castor oil, which is great for, um, which is great for growing hair. We have other, we have several, a blend of so many different oils, but um, even if you look on the testimonials on our website, um, if you go to um, walmart.com, you look at those testimonials, you'll see like a lot of people love the oil for the same reason why you love the oil, the consistency, as well as the results that it gives. Yeah, no, it's it's a really, really nice like like change because I, I feel like as soon as I applied it, especially like for me, like the ends, like it just smooths everything out and it doesn't make my hair feel like weighed down, but it's, it's just mm -hmm. so viscous. That's why I was like, it's brilliant. You know what I mean? Like the, the combination, because it feels like it's going to weigh when, like when you first put it on your, on your palm, you'll feel like how thick it is and it's beautiful. But then when you put it in your hair, it doesn't weigh it down at all. So I just, I yeah. love that product. <laughs> so. And then we have another oil, which is different from that oil. We have a serum, which is, yeah. which is actually the opposite of um, the consistency of that oil. That one is a little bit thinner. Um, okay. So let's say you were to curl your hair with a curling iron or you don't want to put a, you don't want to put something on your hair that's going to weigh it down, but you, for the reasons that you like the grow thick oil, we have mm. one that's a little bit thinner that also penetrates, but it won't weigh your hair down as well. Oh, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Like I'm, I'm honestly like not a, I'm not into oils that much, but it's like, you know, it's like once I find one that works, I like stick to it. So <laughs> it's, it's great, but yeah, I've So Kia, can you tell us about, um, you know, I know that the, the line is available in Walmart and I would love to hear like what that process was like and, you know, why you chose Walmart and just all the details. Um, yes. Yeah, so um, we actually launched at Walmart earlier this year. Um, and like I said, there, um, there is a need for products like ours and Walmart. Um, the texture hair care space is rapidly growing. And yeah. so we were actually contacted and um, they asked us what are our five best sellers. Um, so we went and we looked at the data and, you know, we have a really close um, relationship with our audience. Um, yeah. Not only do, you know, we have our Facebook community, but we also do a lot of trade shows. Um, so we had the opportunity to meet our audience in person, ask them a lot of questions. So um, when they asked that. us what our five products were, um, we were able to provide them with that information. Um, so right now, um, we are in select Walmart stores, over 200 Walmart locations. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, so we're congratulations. Really That's Thank amazing. You. Thank <laughs> you. We we're really happy about that. Um and um the products are available there. They're available on our website. Is it and does I Walmart.com carry them too or do they not do that? Yes. Um they're also available on Walmart dot com as well yay that's awesome that's so cool I love that you but I love that you picked Walmart though you know what I mean like I love Mm -hmm. that you went with it because it's such a huge like I think that's such a huge step in accessibility for you know a brand and I I love that and I think that you know by using that as like the place instead of something like for example Sephora or only Mm -hmm. like places like Ulta you know only a few people go there whereas Walmart it's like you're reaching so many more people I think so I love that you chose Walmart that's wonderful. Our our consumer generally does shop at Walmart so we wanted to make the products accessible to people to places to a store where customers um are our customers are likely to shop um because um last year before we got in our into Walmart that was our biggest selling year and honestly the um just being in Walmart really helped our business because you know being online and now being at Walmart stores we're able to really keep up with you know making sure that our customers have their products um when they want their products yeah yeah no it's it's huge that's a huge step and you know again like congratulations I'm so excited to see that you know, a brand like yours, like something that's so organic, so, you know, rooted in just good products that work. I'm loving that you guys are doing so well. And everyone listening, you know, I really, really need you to go check out Tailored Beauty like yesterday. So um, thank you. Listening out there, I really want you guys to go check out Tailored Beauty. It's a beautiful line. I mean, every product you can see that Kia put her heart into it I mean it's it shows you know in in the quality of the product so I really want you guys to check them out leave us some comments some feedback um anything you want us to kind of circle back on I can definitely contact Kia's team and see if we can get some you know answers if viewers have any questions but um yeah thank you so much Kia this was such an awesome awesome conversation thank you for having me thank you so much thank you